Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 188, entitled Game of the Year 2019. We're going to be talking about a lot of our picks for this year, uh, a lot of great games that uh, came out this year. Um, lots of some other, some other news to discuss as well, though. Um, we got, we're going to be talking about the Indie World Showcase. Uh, we've got about 16 games that were shown off uh, not too long ago, and also the Game Award winners and all that stuff. But I am not alone to talk about this. Oh, I, I should probably say, my name is Steve. If you're new, you don't know me. My name is Steve. Uh, but I am, I am not alone. I am joined today by Greg. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Oh, Greg, I think you're, I think you're muted. Are you there now? Yes, I did. Sorry there you are. <laughs> okay, I'll say that. I yeah. thought I was joined Hi, by Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought wrong. It was the ghost of Greg. <laughs> I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, guys. Always a pleasure. And joining us as a special guest uh, is Hassan. Hello. Hello. Excited. So, went from longtime host to now special guest that we love to have around just as, uh, as often as he's available. So it wouldn't be a Game of the Year awards if we didn't have you joining us, Hassan. <laughs> I can't wait to hear uh, Animal Crossing yeah. Happy Home Designer getting the award tonight. <laughs> oh. oh, you just wait. <laughs> oh, we there. There are a lot of surprises and a lot of things that are going to happen in our Game of, uh, Game of the Year awards tonight. But uh, before we get into that, we just want to thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. If you are brand new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, uh, just do us a favor and uh, hit that like button if you like what you hear um, and see here on uh, on YouTube. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. That would be uh, that would be so helpful. And if you would like to uh, to know every time we post a new video and every time we go live, you can hit that notification bell and that'd be uh, that'd be great um but if you are listening after the fact maybe you're listening to the the audio only podcast version uh, of all this um be sure to subscribe there as well and share this podcast and share nintendo fuse with other nintendo gamers uh we'd love to have you uh you do that and also we would love to have you join in the discussion between the podcast and between the shows and all that stuff um you can follow us on social media at nintendo fuse and you can also join our uh, our discord server we have all the the links in the show notes and the description and everything down below and we would love to uh yeah carry on that conversation speaking of carrying on the conversation we have a live chat going as we always do during our live show and we'll be referring referring uh to them uh throughout the night as we kind of talk about all this news and our game picks and everything for the year so um he hello to everybody we have quite a few people in there tonight and uh so like i said we'll uh we'll point out you guys as, as much as we can throughout the night and uh and carry that conversation into the podcast we love being interactive with you guys and uh speaking of which if you haven't sent in a question or a video question or written question or anything thing like that you guys can send that to us uh through social media, Discord, email, we would love to uh, to have your input on future shows as well. All right, so normally at this point, we talk about what we've been playing, um, but we decided because we're going to be talking all about what we've been playing uh, throughout the whole year uh, tonight, we're going to just go ahead and skip that portion and jump right into some news. Uh, so uh, a couple quick things that we're not going to discuss necessarily, just uh, make sure you guys have the heads up on uh, that uh, Tetris 99 got an update the other day on December 10th, I believe, um, with a team battle update. So now that you can, uh, you can actually join in on a team battle with others. And if you want to 
join in with people that you know. You can get a special code and share that with each other. Um, and also uh, the NES and SNES online apps for Switch um, got updated finally, and we got six new games. That's, uh, I believe, four new games for SNES and two new games for NES. All those details are on NintendoFuse.com. You can read our articles about all that. And uh, something that's not up yet, but it will be soon, we just heard that uh, Nintendo is going to be launching a, um, a multiplayer DLC for Luigi's Mansion 3 as well. So you can uh, check out our social media and stuff after the fact um lots of lots of cool news uh but uh but not enough time to really discuss it tonight because there's there's bigger stuff so let's talk about this indie world showcase so um on december 10th nintendo uh kind of surprised us a little bit because we thought there wasn't going to be any sort of um you know nintendo no direct or anything like that we talked about on our our last uh, podcast, we're like, no, there's no chance of any direct, anything like that. And out of out of nowhere, Nintendo decides to uh, to drop a, an indie an indie focused uh, showcase on us, and they highlighted 16 games. Um, among those, Axiom Verge 2, um, Sports Story, which is a follow up to uh, Golf Story. Um, there was uh, Dauntless that came out as well. Uh, our, it did come out. It was kind of a, a shadow kind of drop, like surprise drop there. Um, the tail, uh, Talos Principle, Deluxe Edition, The Survivalists, Streets of Rage 4, Gleamlight, uh, Skatebird, Bake and Switch, Super Mash, uh, Sailforth, Murder by Numbers, Liberated, Boyfriend Dungeon, Dreamscaper, and Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. So a lot of different games, uh, and and again, we have all this information on NintendoFuse.com. If you missed all that, you can watch the entire video. You can read all our details and everything, but uh, I'd love to just know what you guys think about all these announcements, what games kind of stood out to you, what games are going to be, you know, ones that you're going to just kind of avoid um, <laughs> when they do come out. Um, so uh, yeah, just kind of general thoughts. Uh, we'll go to you first, Greg. Surprisingly, only about three games really stood out to me for this. Um, definitely Axiom Verge 2 is the biggest highlight. I absolutely love the original one. I had played that one on Wii U, so I didn't pick it up on Switch, even though I probably should. Um, the other two that were sounded really cool was Super Mash, where you kind of just mixed two different genres together. It seems super intriguing and a great way to see like random games being created. So I'm pretty excited for that one. And the last one was like a Dream Scraper, which is just like a brawler, top-down kind of thing, shooter, dungeon crawler thing that sounds pretty interesting to me. So that was about it for me. Cool, cool. Barry, how about you? Uh, well, yeah, Axiom Verge 2, of course. Uh, that was a great game. Uh, I didn't play it on the Wii U, but I did play it on the Switch. Uh, can't wait for that one. I'm really hoping that one does get a physical like the first one. Um, I also agree that Super Mash thing it looks really interesting. I'm wondering how deep it is. You know, like like if you mash two things like first-person shooter and RPG, like how big of a game are you going to get? And the other one that really caught my eye, uh, just because... I could just see it being stupid fun as Skatebird. Uh, I love the Tony Hawk games, and this seems like it's poised to be the next like Untitled Goose game kind of deal. Nice, nice. Hassan, how about you? Uh, to be honest, I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. Uh, it's just been really busy, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious and listening to everyone's suggestions, and definitely looking forward to finally catching up soon. Hopefully, 
Cool. Boyfriend Dungeon is, I'm sure, the one you're looking forward to the most. Steve. <laughs> I mean, that you gotta sounds date super swords. appealing. So you, <laughs> you know. got to you got to date those swords, man. Not phallic at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, of all of them, that was the one I'm like, mm, okay, I guess it's for someone, but not me. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. What you guys have said so far, I mean, Axiom Verge two, um, Super Smash. I'm really interested in Super Super Smash. I think that's it's such an interesting concept. And I love the the fact that, like, I, I think I've even written about this before in, in in one of my reviews about another game. Uh, but the these ones that have you know basically the game makes the, itself, and it's like you know we have a lot of different uh, kinds of games out there that just auto generates different levels and everything like this. But this is this is like a different level of that, <laughs> like being able to combine two different genres together. Um, at your will and just kind of create your own game and which is it's such an interesting concept and uh yeah i'm definitely interested in that um the other one that that stood out to me was actually uh Gleamlight. um it seems uh, really pretty and uh you know and it's this um seems to be this kind of platformer and adventure sort of thing that that's kind of wrote me in right away but i love the fact that there's no ui um i love like how seeing how some developers have been able to incorporate um yeah like being able to know what's going on in in the game just by the environment itself and and not needing any any health bar on the screen or things like that um i love just being able to just see like just the beautiful world that they're creating um so i think that's going to be interesting too um yeah, Skatebird seems interesting. Um, I'm always a sucker for a good beat-em-up, so seeing Streets of Rage 4, um, that, that's going to be kind of cool, too. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I, I have, I've downloaded Dauntless. Um, I haven't tried it yet, and uh, I have a feeling, I, in fact, I know, it's going to uh, come up later in our discussion about Dauntless. So I'll just, I'll just leave it at that for now, and li- little tease for later on in the show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it was cool to see a lot of these games. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the one that definitely sticks out as being the furthest down the list that I'm not really interested in all is for sure uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, <laughs> but, don't lie, uh, Steve. Don't hide it. Yeah, yeah. yeah That'll be your game of the year next year. You can't <laughs> lie. Yeah. Yes, game of the year. Oh, man. Uh, man, there's so much going on in the chat. I, don't even, I can't even keep up. Um, so oh, I'm just now seeing um, go back there. Jakester said, nice sweater. Thanks. I like this sweater a lot. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, so lots of lots of cool stuff. Again, if you if you haven't checked it out, like Hassan, um, you can watch uh, the video on NintendoFuse.com and, and read all of the, the details about the games. Um, like I said, some of them came out uh, like Dauntless dropped that day, and then a lot of other ones are coming out in 2020, May 2020, um, and then sometime in 2020, early 2020, summer 2020. So a lot of these games are um, just you know a few months away. So that'd be cool to to wait on those, and yeah, we'll we'll talk more uh, in future episodes of this podcast because uh, yeah, most of those are are several months away from from launching. Uh, let's move on and uh, and talk about the the game awards before we uh, announce our own awards for the year. And um, we talked about this over the last two, I think, podcasts. We talked about the uh, the nominations a couple po- uh, episodes ago, and then we kind of. Gave some predictions and our hopes and dreams in our last episode. So if you missed that, you kind of want to go back in time. You can 
check out those episodes. Um, but uh, we um, we pretty much um, didn't get much right with our predictions. <laughs> I'll just say that, and our our hopes and dreams were kind of shattered. Um, we you know Nintendo did win the uh, best family game. Surprise, surprise. Um, they were only competing <laughs> against themselves. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to run through uh, just the games that that Nintendo won or that they're playable on Nintendo systems, we'll say. And uh, some of those are first party, some are third party. And uh, then kind of just get you guys' opinions, overall thoughts about uh, the Game Awards this year. So, uh, like I said, Family Game went to Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, the best fighting game went to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, games for Impact went to... Is, is it pronounced Gris or Grease? I don't actually Greece. know. I think it's Greece. I think it is too, but I, I was second-guessing myself. Um, so Greece, uh, ongoing, best ongoing game is Fortnite, which of course is available on Nintendo switch. Um, the best sports and racing game went to crash team racing nitro fueled, uh, the best strategy game went to fire emblem three houses. Uh, Greg was pretty excited about that as well as the player's voice award also went to fire emblem three houses. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, Lots, lots of Nintendo games on there, but uh, but in general, I felt Nintendo was a little lacking at this uh, this this Game Awards compared to previous years. Um, if you don't compare it, eh, it, it, was, it was pretty good. But compared to previous years, it seemed like uh, I, my opinion was I think they were kind of lacking in in what was seen there. Um, Hustle, let's go to you first and and get your overall opinions of the Game Awards this year. Yeah, I think overall, um, it was it was an okay show. I think there was there's some good moments, but um, I do feel like either it was a tad too long or towards the end it kind of dragged, and it um, and so you know it would have been nice to kind of tighten it up and, and maybe have a couple of other bigger announcements. But I guess that's probably more up to the companies as far as what they bring to the awards. Uh, but it was still enjoyable to watch, and and I had a good time. Um, I was, you know, also uh, disappointed with what Nintendo showed. You sort of expected Smash DLC reveal or something about, I don't know, Bayonetta, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Just there's so many possibilities, but like none of it really happened. There were a couple little things like No More Heroes 3, but, um, you know, nothing that that particularly got me super excited. Um, The highlight of the show non-Nintendo was the Xbox Series X unveiling just because it was so surprising. And those types of things are always fun because it's like big announcements that you don't expect and it gets people talking. And um, so that was it was kind of interesting to have something of that magnitude at the Game Awards, which makes you wonder in the future, potentially what could happen at the Game Awards with with those types of announcements. It's true. Yeah. Barry, what do you think? Uh, Well, I'll say the best part about those Game Awards was um, actually watching it with uh, fans of Nintendo Fuse, uh, watching it in Discord uh, via voice. We had a voice chat going and also via uh, general message where we were all messaging uh, as things were announced. So that was cool. Um, But overall, this it's like every positive that this brought out, like the more that's delved into it, the more negatives come from it. Um, Like, you know, the announcements were very front heavy. Um, the back half definitely lacked anything of real substance. Um, to me, the best thing was probably the Green Day concert, which is cool. That's not why I watch the Game Awards, but I love Green Day. Um, but no, the the awards and Nintendo one were great. They were definitely robbed um, 
of some other awards i felt link's awakening i felt should have won um you know i would have loved smash game of the year but but that's neither here nor there for me the biggest robbery of all was that ongoing game award from Fortnite. I'm sorry. That was final fantasy 14 should have gotten that. That was total robbery. They also forgot to, to announce the best RPG. They just didn't announce that one. Oh like, yeah. It was just like, like we're just not even going to talk about that. So like the fact that you miss an award announcement is kind of bad. Um, even like to me, my most famous or not famous, but my most favorite announcement was bravely default Two, And even that, pissed me off the more I thought about it because they are doing what Final Fantasy does where they make it a new brand new thing with a brand new story except if you watch and I actually went back and I rewatched the ending to Bravely Second because it had been a while I'm like did I miss something maybe they did tie it up and they tie up some things but nope there's definitely a teaser there at the end um, they're definitely hinting towards more stuff and we're not getting that um, and I think if you're going to make a series finish the story before you start another one um even if you want to give it to a b team and let them make a smaller thing or even a dlc finish um that'd be fine with that too but at least finish the story i'm still gonna get it i'm still probably gonna love it but it's tainted at this point because of that um the other thing was the uh xbox series x looks incredible but the more they talk about this the more i feel they've gotten their naming convention from Nintendo, because it's the Xbox Series X, which, if you abbreviate it, is Xbox <laughs> Sex, which is not good at all. But now they're saying, like, oh, no, the real name of it is just Xbox, and this is the Series X edition, and we're just going to make new series afterwards. So now, if you want to tell you somebody, oh, did you play this on Xbox, well, what do you mean? Because now Xbox is the first Xbox. Or this fourth Xbox. Mm -hmm. But if you if you want to say, well, no, I mean the Xbox One is in the first Xbox. Do you mean that or the Xbox One? <laughs> like, it's terrible. Even if you want to say the Xbox Series X, do you mean that or the Xbox One X? Like, your naming convention is worse than Nintendo at this point. So many X's. <laughs> so many X's. I think it's I think it's bad. I think it was like, glossed over. Like, that was a big announcement. And then they're just like, oh, wow, there it is. Okay, next thing. And, you know. So it, and the first I think the, I think was if I'm not mistaken Hellblade two was the first PS five game shown, um, and that's weird because that's from a studio that Microsoft now owns. So the first PS five game we're seeing is a game from Microsoft Studios. Yeah, I don't know. I tap out. <laughs> Go on, Greg. Your turn. Yeah, Greg. What'd you oh, what you think? Nice. <laughs> well, I didn't really. Uh, I actually didn't even watch them. I just caught all the catch-up news. So, um, as Barry said, Bravely Default Two is sounds incredible. I can't wait to play that. I've loved the the first two games. So, definitely looking forward to that. Um, obviously, it'd be nice to have a continuation with the characters as Jerry was uh, Barry was diving into, but can't always get that. Hopefully, they are making it that one as well but i guess only time will tell it is pretty cool that they've uh, announced the xbox i saw all the memes on like twitter and like people making these like super big <laughs> game cubes like stretched out like <laughs> i thought that one was just hysterical so yeah so pretty uh, stinks that uh fire emblem was snubbed on a number of them but happy to see got like, the player's choice and at least I got like best strategy game at least. So yeah, it was the uh, Nintendo game that walked away with the most awards. 
So yeah, <laughs> two. Considering, like between 2017 and 2019, I feel like Nintendo had very strong presence in both years with like s- several like games that are like game of the year worthy, and they were like nowhere to be found in most of these categories. Yeah, yeah. and so they were all like lumped into the family category, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah we'll give, we'll give Nintendo that. And even that was just, that wasn't like presented on stage. That was just Jeff Keighley talking, saying, here we go. I have a good feeling about Nintendo. Listed it off. Boom, done. Same with like Best Fighting Game. It wasn't like done on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least it got done. Like you said, not our RPG yeah. and just get snubbed over. <laughs> just completely snubbed over. <laughs> did they do that on purpose or they just forget? <laughs> I don't know. They did all those esports things that I don't think the majority of people care about. So. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah be interesting to to see where they go from there and and uh yeah i think one of the the highlights for me as well and it's always good um to hear reggie talk but it was his speech was really cool just uh to mm-hmm. acknowledge um just games and gamers and and uh all the the indie developers and stuff that you know he said you know at, at one level everyone was an indie indie developer and uh even you know the developers that all of us know now that make these you know amazing triple a games they started off as an indie developer and uh that's kind of cool just uh just to pay homage to some of those people who are you know sitting in their their bedroom and slaving away coding some game that you know they don't know they just have hopes and dreams and maybe someone will actually play this thing sometime and uh and who knows where that will go and where that will lead them and maybe they'll be the next um you know guy that's making the the game of the year um you never know and that's that's just cool to to think about um some you know maybe some nine-year-old who's just now learning to code and uh and you know five ten years from now they may be making the the best game that we've ever played so that's that's, that's so cool I just want to do a quick uh, correction. A bad latency in the chat, which is why, why it's so important to to be in the chat. Bad latency corrected me. Hellblade Two was the first Xbox Series X game shown, um, so I knew it was the first of one of them, and it was Godfall. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Jakester. Was the first PS uh, Five game. It, it all became a blur at that point. Nice, but yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be crazy over the next year, and uh, that's what I was actually thinking of as I was as I was watching the Game of the Year awards, and I was putting together my thoughts and everything for or the sorry the game awards and thinking about our game of the year awards um just about like all the games that did come out this year all the games that were promised for next year some of the games that we're not really sure if they're gonna be next year or not like it's gonna be a crazy next couple years uh, of gaming like with with nintendo stuff and then who knows where you know this this next version of, of xbox is going where the ps5 is going to take us um how nintendo answers back if they do at all and is there going to be a pro is there going to be a switch to or a random other name of whatever they decide to come up with um how they're gonna they're gonna keep pumping them out so uh but yeah, I don't know. We're gonna, we're going to talk a lot about our predictions in our next episode. So kind of jumping forward. Um, so January seventh, I believe, is our is our next going to be in our next uh, podcast. So kind of just making sure you guys know, um, mark it on your calendars. We'll be live on January seventh. So we're going to take a couple weeks off for the uh, for the holidays of uh, like between here and there there's like a bunch of holidays i'm not going to announce them all because i'm probably going to forget one um but they're in the holiday season we're going to take the next couple uh couple weeks off um but january 7th uh we'll be back with our predictions for 2020 um but for right now we're going to focus on 2019 and uh so 
get get ready get ready for your own picks toss them in the uh the chat there we're gonna get into our game of the year awards for 2019 i feel like we should have some like music thing right there Hassan, that's, uh, <laughs> i was just thinking that's the on same. you you just need to like hum some song homage to the <laughs> first <laughs> 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 all right da, 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 da. So, yeah we, we should we, we should honestly uh just start this with a little bit of a disclaimer that these are our picks uh these are our personal picks and they may not necessarily you know be your picks and that's okay so you know don't get mad at us if we didn't pick your game as favorite uh, but let us know your favorites in the chat and uh we will definitely acknowledge them for sure yes and that then that's the cool thing is like i Honestly, like I think I, I tried to allude to it earlier and I kind of got sidetracked talking about something else. Um, but but that really is like as I was looking through our picks and just I know. So so did everybody knows. I know what everybody's pick is, but everybody else does not know what each other picked. And so as I was looking through this list, this is probably not our most diverse because we've had more diverse, but it is very diverse this year. Like we do not have a lot of repeats. Um, I'll just say that from up front. And I think that's not necessarily saying because there was like a, this is the poor gaming year. Honestly, there's like so many good games. And, and what I saw honestly was, was preference starting to take place. Like all of a sudden I go, Oh, okay. Th these are Hassan's favorite games. These are clearly Barry's favorite games. These are Greg's. These are mine. And we have different preferences and those totally played into uh, what we picked this year. And, um, and they're all good games. So just in general, like we'll say congratulations to everybody on this list because they're all great games. Um, but we do have, we've, we did, um, I'll, I'll talk more about how we got to our official game of the year when we get to that point. Um, but let's 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 start off with uh, with the mobile and 3DS category. Um, so yes, 3DS is still kicking along. Um, I, they didn't have a whole lot of of games uh, launched this year on 3DS, but we had a few, and uh, and there was a couple mobile games as well. So let's let's go first. Um, let's go to you, Greg. First, uh, we'll let you kick us off on the the mobile and 3DS. Uh, category of games and again we're just going to go through the uh, <laughs> as I as I just pointed out like you're going to start and then I looked at your list again actually so yes. maybe maybe we should go to someone else <laughs> first. I, but uh, I have a disclaimer though <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but yeah we're going to go like third you can do honorable mentions if you want to before uh, before you tell your third place um, but uh, but yeah like so maybe maybe we actually don't start with Greg because Greg didn't have a third place um, spoiler alert so uh, let's let's start with Barry Barry what's your third place for mobile I'm, I'm actually gonna games? do um, my uh, honorable mentions before number one because uh, it literally leaves the suspense okay. maybe a little more but uh, my number third uh, three uh, for this was actually Pokemon Rumble Rush on the mobile a game that I felt came out with no fanfare um, I was a, not totally addicted, but I did play it for a significant period of time. And I think it's because it's one of those that there is no stamina bar. You could just keep playing it and playing it and playing it. But it hits that wall, at least when, when it came out, it hit that wall of you, you need to super grind and get lucky and before you can continue on. And, and I was trying to do that first event. And no matter how much I played, I couldn't finish that first event. And 
if a game stops me from doing a first event to completion, to me that says I didn't grind enough and I'm not going to play this game further because it's too much of a grind. And I do know like there were different regions and you couldn't use Pokemon from different regions together. Now they've abolished that and they've made the game supposedly even better. Um, I haven't played it in a while, but um, it's worth it if you just want a little mindless, um, you know, Pokemon RPG style thing with the little rumble figures. Nice. I have still yet to play it. Uh, <laughs> Austin, what was your number three pick? Uh, like Greg, I didn't have a third uh, pick. <laughs> Funny enough, yes. You also was I the only one? No, actually, I didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we already know that Greg doesn't have uh, a <clears throat> number three pick. Um, my my number three pick was Mario Kart Tour. Um, I, As you guys know, I have not been a huge fan of Mario Kart Tour, um, but with the slim pickings and uh, the games that, you know, that I actually played uh, for mobile and 3DS this year, um, I was excited to have it on there. It's not awful. It's just not that great. Um, so, but, uh, you know, in a regular year, a couple of years ago when 3DS uh, was just amazing and it was the best thing that we'd had, um, I would have not found its way to my top three, but, but this year Mario Kart Tour actually found its way to uh, number three <laughs> so all right well because of that uh greg doesn't ha have one uh we'll go back to barry and uh for your number oh, two <laughs> greg doesn't even have a number two <laughs> uh well my, nine's an easy follow-up because my number two was mario Kart tour um again it's not the greatest game but i still find myself playing it i do find myself playing less and less like the first few tours i was you know getting first place in in the the one that the, the competition league and and i was having a lot of fun with it and i was maxing out the coins you can get every day and the experience every day and as time went on it's like i play a little bit and i'm just not caring as much um you know not like the competition started getting really heavy like i'm, I'm ranked 20 now and like it's just got really, really heavy and i watch my friends slowly start to fall off and i'm even noticing like in uh, of the 20 people i'm compared with a lot of b-board zeros like they just didn't play they're just like auto thrown in there and uh, so the the lasting appeal is is certainly not there but it is still fun as a pick up and play i'm gonna you know spend you know five ten minutes and do a race or two i still find it entertaining and i know they are adding multiplayer so that that could help make it a little bit more fun too yeah yeah Hassan, how about you for number two so I do have a number two pick. Uh, so this one was Dr. Mario World. Um, so it's a game that I don't traditionally like Dr. Mario games. Like they just don't click with me um, in the way that other, um, uh, you know, games in that genre yeah, uh, do. But Dr. Mario World being a little different with the touchscreen controls, it was actually a little bit engaging uh, and I was enjoying it. And then you sort of hit that wall at, uh, at some point where I think you you have a limited number of lives or something. I forget what it was. I dropped the game after I hit that wall, um, and then I just never came back to it. But uh, the initial part of it was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so at least, it, at least it got me a little bit interested in the series, whereas previous entries didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to totally agree with you, Hassan, because number two is, for me is also Dr. Mario World. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally there with you. Um, I know someone else on our a panel, um, 
does not feel that way. But when I hit that wall, I totally stopped and I haven't booted it up since. <laughs> um, and I was, I was playing a lot. I mean, when it first came out, I, I loved the fact that they changed things up. Um, I like the, the match three thing and, and all that stuff. It was, it totally drew me in and I played a lot of it and, uh, was even competing with this other person for a while. Um, and then I, I hit that wall and <laughs> nope, nope, I'm done. They're, they're, more important things for me to focus on than trying to figure out how to get past this one level that just keeps being a pain in my butt. So, uh, but yeah, it, for those first, like, I don't know, I got through like 116 or 120, I don't know, whatever it was. Um, it was really fun and I, I enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg, here comes to <laughs> the, the only one you have for your, for your top three, your top one mobile and three yeah. game. What could it be? Well, let's <laughs> keep the conversation going because it's just Dr. Mario World because it's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so um, I'm still playing it just about every day or at least every once a week just to get all the logins and daily presence and still completing all the worlds that have been released. I've beaten every um, main level in the game that has come out and it's been a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Still working on the challenge levels, but that's something different. <laughs> Those are very hard and not worth. Uh, that's where the invisible wall is for me. <laughs> mm. Nice, yeah, yeah. Greg left me in the dust after a while. We were competing for for a little bit, but nope, nope. <laughs> I gave up. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Barry, you get any honorable picks in your number one? Yeah, um, my honorable one of them is Doctor Mario World. It just didn't it didn't grab me as much. Um, Pokemon Masters again, it it didn't grab me. And then uh, these two are here just because they're remakes, um, which is Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn and Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser's Junior Journey. Uh, great games, but I wanted to really give it some more new experiences uh, when I could. And so I might be the only one here with a 3DS game on my list. Um, and that is Etrian Odyssey Nexus as my number one. Um, and uh, I've always liked the Etrian Odyssey series. It is, you know, dungeon crawling, RPG, uh, old school. And you get to pick your party and you actually have to draw the map as you go along. So I don't know how this series is really going to continue. Um, and in the 3DS, it really shined. Um, and, and this is literally the the most likely last main game of the series. But if you are interested in the series, it's a great pickup point, or of course you can play any of the other uh, five games. But uh, yeah, that that was the one game this year that actually got me to play my 3DS again. It's the only time I picked it up, and I haven't picked it up since, and I think it came back out in February, so it's <laughs> it's been a while. But that's yeah. my number one of the year. Nice, nice. Hassan, how about you? Number one. So my number one pick was Mario Kart Tour. Um, Number one, not necessarily because it's like my favorite thing, but because out of what I played, it was, I guess, the best. And it's not bad. It's not a bad game. Um, It is uh, a bit enjoyable. I uh, just dropped off of it because of the fact that in order to really um, do the best that you can, you, you really have to like uh spend money to get like the characters you want because otherwise your chances of getting anything good are not that great and it just it was just a lot to keep up with just the constant um uh sort of grinding that some of these mobile games tend to have and it just 
it was just too much of a hassle uh, to to kind of keep up with. So it was an interesting concept, and and uh, what I did play was um, uh, was somewhat enjoyable at least. So there there is that, but um, would have would have loved to to get into it more. Cool, cool. Uh, well, for my number one, um, I actually do have a 3DS game on there, Barry. So you oh, have wow, with a 3DS game. Um, and it's actually one of your honorable mentions. Uh, it is Kirby's Epic, uh, Extra Epic Yarn. Um, yeah, I, it's, I love the, the original, um, bringing it on the 3DS is just so cool to, to have that on the go. Um, clearly don't play it that much because I'm on my switch more. Um, but it's a, it's a fantastic game. And if you haven't, if you didn't get to play it back on the Wii, or if you did and you're wanting more of it, um, you know, extra, extra features and extra levels and stuff, and then, uh, be able to take it on the go. Um, it's so cool. Like, I, I wonder if they're eventually going to, uh, to, to do another remake for the switch or if they're just going to go you know what well, let's just create the next one on and uh and kind of just stop with the remakes um but it's it's a fantastic game and it's and kind of kicked off the whole like that's why we have the yoshi's woolly world i think and and those aesthetics and stuff like that in the games because uh, a lot of people really responded well to that and uh and yeah, it's a it's a fantastic fun game. And the funny thing is, like as I'm as I'm thinking about this, I think this is the first time that any Kirby game has found its way on the top of my game of the year list because I'm <laughs> usually not a huge fan of Kirby, but um but Epic Yarn was just it was different enough to uh to make it really fun. And uh yeah. So that's our that's our top mobile and 3DS games. But uh let's move on. Let's move on to the indie games. So lots, so many, so stinking many indie games, and they keep coming. We just talked about 16 more that they just announced the other day. But uh, with all that being said, like, what are our favorites? What are our favorites this year? Hassan, let's gonna go to you first, and uh, we'll kind of go again, third through first. Um, so third on your best indie games for the year for Nintendo Switch. So, third pick for me was Untitled Goose Game. Um, it was something that started to hear a lot of chatter about and decided to check it out, and uh, it was great. Um, I, I need to go back and, and finish it, but the um, I just I love the the animation style. It's hilarious. It's just so much fun to play. Um, uh, from my understanding, from what I've seen, it's I'm almost done with it, and I haven't. There's, I've only played a couple hours, so it is a it is a very short experience, and that's probably why it's more number three on my list versus higher. Um, but what I did play was uh, was pretty enjoyable and and uh, uh, just just a lot of fun. It's like just you could do the random things you could do, and it was cool watching myself play and then watching my wife play a little bit, and we would kind of go about completing certain objectives a little differently, and it uh, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, cool. Greg, how about you for uh, number three on your indie games for Switch? So my number three is uh, Cuphead. So that was a game that I got earlier this year, and it was pretty exciting to see like a kind of like a kind of classic style the platformer slash adventure game. So yeah, I had a lot of fun playing the very few levels I did, and I meant to go back and play more, but I just haven't had the time for it. Nice, nice. All right, Barry, number three. My number three, this was a tough one. I was, I want to say this is probably the <laughs> toughest toughest category for me to do, but but I had to go down, and number three was uh, Will, A Wonderful World. 
This is a game I, I literally I bought because I got every game in the system. And I was in between big games. I forget which one I just finished. And I knew a big one was coming up in a week. And I'm like, I just want something smaller to buy my time. And I was looking through what I had. And I picked this up. And I, it looked interesting when I first picked it up. And I reread the back. And I said, you know, this this sounds like something that it will get me. And, and boy, did it get me. And there's, it's all reading. The whole game is reading. And it's puzzles. And it's got such a great story. And it's got a bunch of really great side stories inside the story. And it's just, it's one of those things where if you want a relaxing puzzle game that's well-written and beautiful music and beautiful art, I, I can't recommend this game enough. Um, I don't think it got enough praise. I, don't, I think it slipped under the radar on a lot of people, and it's absolutely worth playing. It definitely slipped under my radar because I don't know if I, I think I remember hearing about it, but totally forgot about it. <laughs> No. All right, so number three for me was also Cuphead. Um, agreeing with uh, with Greg, um, yeah, it's uh, it was I, I held off um, as well, like from getting it on Xbox, and and uh, eventually glad I did because I really wanted to play it on Switch and be able to play it on the go. Um, and <clears throat> and people have said how difficult that game is, but then you watch people play it. And you're like, eh, that's not that doesn't look that bad. I can get man. It is so misleading. <laughs> it is so misleading. like I I struggle. I was like, I'll at least pass the first level. No problem. Nope. I struggle through the first level. Um, and and it makes it does frustrate me because it does. It's one of those games that I'll, I'll rage quit. Um, I'll admit it. Um, you're like, no, I'm done. I'm done with this. Um, but then sometimes like five minutes later, I'm back in it again because um, I'm just a glutton <laughs> for punishment sometimes because this game will not beat me. Um, it has beat me so far, <laughs> but eventually I'm going to beat it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's such a great game. Like like Greg said, the the gameplay, the music, the the graphical style, the it's it's just all really good. So. Number three for indie games. All right, let's. Uh, we started with you, Hassan, right? So let's go back with you for number two. So my number two pick um, is more of a, I guess you could say, somewhat smaller scale first party game in a way. So it's kind of it would go in the indie uh, category, and that would be Tetris ninety nine. Um, and so. This game was one that came out of nowhere, and uh, the the concept of Tetris and Battle Royale, pretty crazy, but it works, and it works well. And, you know, I thought I was, like, decent at Tetris, and then you go online and you get destroyed, and you're like, <laughs> oh, nope, never mind. Um, but uh, but it's addicting, and it's, it's fun, and I like how periodically they'll have the special events where you have the special themes that you can compete in, so I always make sure to boot it up and get those themes and... Um, it just keeps you coming back for more. They've added new modes with DLC, um, and uh, it's um, it's just a, a fun way to play a classic game. Cool, cool. Greg, how about you for number two? Well, I am a very big sucker for nostalgia, so um, my number two is actually Turok. <laughs> um, I have so many wonderful memories playing it on the N64, and I really enjoyed playing it. And it was a game that I still have yet to own. It was only a game that I had rented, but I very much enjoyed. But now today I can say I do own it, and I played it on Switch, and the graphical improvements are definitely were much needed as the original one was super blocky and everything. So, um, 
yeah, I absolutely love the world of Turok and probably be picking up the second one at some point. But yeah, it's an excellent game if you didn't play it back then, or if you did, then it's still a great game to play today. Cool, cool. All right, Barry, number two. Number two wasn't my number two um, before, I think last week. It was actually Will was my number two, but I, I played this one and I finished it last week. And upon finishing it, I'm like, no, this, this has to go higher. And uh, that is AI, the Somnium Files. I love Zero Escape series. I love um, those type of visual novel style games. And this is from the creator, except instead of a, a Saw-style thing, this is more of a detective game where you play a cop trying to investigate a murder. And the hook is is that in addition to your visual novel style where you can click on things and talk to people and all that stuff and ask questions, is that you also get to um, interrogate people by going into their dreams. And by going into their dreams, you go into a, the Somnium state where you have six minutes to go through and break through mental locks to find out the truth because people are trying to hide the truth from you and and it's all a puzzle every action you do takes time and there's a there's an element of the order you should do things in and figuring it out and it's not just a a to b there's sometimes branching paths and like most of his games there's a uh, flowchart where you have different outcomes depending on what you do and the story gets incredibly addicting and the characters really you grow to them and it is it, it is not like totally child friendly like there is blood there is murder and some of the murder is pretty gruesome uh you literally get to see someone sawed in half which is like whoa this is pretty intense but it's well worth it if this sounds like something up your alley it is absolutely a blast and it's fun and it's it's very very relaxing because it's that mystery, that hook to find out what's happening. And I can tell you this right from the get-go, you will not guess the outcome of this game. Like, it is awesome, and it is one you, you really should play. All right. Bad latency in the chat is uh, agreeing with you that AI yes. is, uh, is amazing. So, um, yet again, another game that I had I'd not even heard of. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two for me uh, was also Tetris 99. Um, and uh yeah we i actually i had messaged uh hassan um and said hey uh i think tetris 99 probably like i don't know i just had to make an executive decision and we decided to put it in the indie uh category it's a smaller because it's it yeah. really is it's that that it's almost triple a but at the same time it is a smaller game so we we put it over there in the indie uh category but um but yeah it's it's great and and honestly it, it it's competing with like in terms of playtime i think with a lot of the you know games that do cost like 60 bucks um because it really it's such an interesting concept um i never it was one of those things that i never thought i wanted until they gave it to me and go nope this is great um yes of course i would love to do battle royale against 99 other tetris players that sounds awesome um never thought about it before that day it dropped and uh and and now with all the the dlc that they've added and being able to play it um with others and making it more more of a fully um I don't know, encompassing uh, Tetris game now um, is pretty great. So uh, yeah, and I'm excited to to try out the um, multiplayer option, like the uh, the battle, the team battles and stuff like that now too. So, all right, let's go back to you, Hassan, for your number one indie game. 
So uh, my number one indie game, I'm pretty sure nobody else <laughs> will have selected this. Uh, but also, if you know me, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Uh, it is Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Um, and it is a uh, fighting game that released um, that when it did release, um, it was a bit lacking in content. Um, there were only like <coughs> nine characters. Uh, there was no story mode. Uh, but since then, they have updated it. They've added more free characters. They've added DLC. They've added a story. Um, so there's a lot more to the game now. Um, but what I will say is I don't like fighting games traditionally. Um, uh, I just I suck at them, and I just they're just not that interesting to me. Um, but having grown up with the franchise Power Rangers, and I, I see a character, and I, I feel like there's a way this character should play. And I, when I play the game, it translates that pretty well. And so... Um, I've got a good feel for some of the characters. There's a, a cool system where you basically it's like three versus three, but you only have one fighter at a time, like one versus one at a time. And you can swap between your other two characters, but also call them in as assists. Um, and so uh, it makes for some really interesting dynamic uh, fights. And uh, the story mode is based off of the Shattered Grid comic series, which is one of the greatest Power Ranger stories they've ever told. It's like a crossover with all sorts of different seasons and stuff. Um, and so it's, uh, uh, and they did some great voice acting. They brought back some of the original actors to do the voices, like the original red Ranger, the original green Ranger, some of whom haven't really done stuff with the franchise like ever. Um, so it's, uh, it's a pretty cool package and it's also 20 bucks. Uh, it's a budget game. Uh, if you buy like the deluxe version with like the season pass and stuff, it's like 40 bucks. So it's still, um, a pretty good price cross play and everything too. So definitely, uh, um, if you're interested in fighting games and or Power Rangers, worth looking into. Nice. Very nice. Greg, how about you? So going on what um, Huston said earlier, um, mine was actually the Untitled Goose game. So I really enjoyed it. And to kind of more expand on what he was saying, it, it is a very silly and funny game. And I had such a blast playing it. I was always smiling when I was doing the pranks on the different people. And I did manage to beat the main game part of it and unlocked like the bonus missions and stuff at the end. So I didn't quite get through all of those yet, but hoping to do so. Um, not normally one for like stealth kind of games, but there's one has a very min like minimal like stealth as like aspects to it. So um, it's great. I definitely recommend it, and I almost wish it actually did get that game of the year for the indie title or whatever. So yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Barry, number one time. Uh, briefly, just do a quick honorable mentions here, which will some might shock some people. What's on here? Um, games I was so close to putting there: Steins Gate Elite, uh, New Super Lucky Tale, uh, Collection of Mana, and one that's going to surprise a lot of people. That's not in my top three, which is Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, as great as that game is, the two games I mentioned I had to put higher, and this one was my number one game of the year for, for indie third party. Uh, and that is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I absolutely love Metroidvania games. I love the the Metroidvania-style uh, Castlevania games. I backed this on every platform I could. 
I was so excited for it and it came out and I, even though the switch version was not ideal, uh, I played through it on switch. It didn't matter. You know, I had the long and low times and I had the weird little glitches where the item would like the, the drop would fall and get stuck there. And you had to wait a few minutes before it went to your inventory, but it didn't care. This game is a love letter to Metroidvania fans. And I know we haven't had 2d Metroid in so long, and this is really your 2d Metroid in a sense. It is symphony night from PlayStation 1 days with the the Sorrow aspect of Souls from Aria and Dawn of Sorrows from GBA DS. Um, it is just awesome. It is a lot of fun. It is it's just, just, just too much I could say about this game. I just hope that they continue with Bloodstained because this is really an amazing game that should not be missed. And they fixed a lot of the stuff on Switch. So if you're worried, the Switch version is fine. And I played through it at launch, no problem. It, it wasn't that bad. Nice. We did have a uh, Samus Returns a few years back. Just wanted to point that out. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but 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 this so it was a two D Metroid. <laughs> they, this blows Samus Returns out of the water, and I'll say that right now. Mm-hmm. I, and I love that game too. In fact, that was that was in our top uh, mm-hmm. game of the years as well for that year. Yeah, yeah. Hey, at least I've heard of that game. Um, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I think I, I think I may own it. I haven't played it yet, but I, I think I own it. Um, all right. Uh, let's, like, um, it's mine, right? Okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think we've all went through it. Yeah. L- losing track here. Um, yeah. So I have, there's, like I said earlier, there's so many great indie games this year. Um, in terms of, of uh, like honorable mentions, I'll say uh, Sparklight, um, Grease, One Person Story, um, Super Lucky's Tale, Ukulele, The Impossible Air, all great games. But uh, similar to other people, I had to give the number two, the number one spot to Untitled Goose Game. Um, for me, it just uh, it just <laughs> encompasses everything that indie should be. Um, this off the wall kind of idea that's just so great, and I'm so I'm so thankful that some person just thought that up in their head um, to do something goofy like this because um, it it takes the you know like the goat simulator kind of idea but then it just it, it, it's a different twist on it because you can actually interact a little more and and there's like some sort of a, a plot to it at least and and uh and it's it's so great and it's it's probably one of the games that i would say i enjoy watching other people play it more than i do playing it myself because it's so fun to see what other people do and how they go about it and and just watching it and just being entertained by by that, I, I think I said this in our previous podcast. I'm not a huge fan of PewDiePie, but his playthrough of Untitled Goose Game is so funny, and uh, I could not stop laughing. So, um, but yeah, great job, Untitled Goose Game. I also agree, Greg. Wish it would have walked away with the best indie games at the Game Awards, but oh well. Uh, all right, let's move on to the third-party AAA games. So these are the, uh, of course, not the games that are made by Nintendo. These are the the other companies that sometimes make games for Nintendo uh, properties, <laughs> um, <laughs> at least when they finally get on Nintendo's good side or they pay them money or whatever to bring them over. <laughs> so, you know, historically, Nintendo doesn't play 
the the nicest with third parties um but we're we're seeing more it's it, i think we're in a we're in a good direction I, i'd love we we would all say as we've said many 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 times on on previous episodes that we would love to see more third party support on nintendo properties but i think we're in a, we're heading in a really good direction um and i and i hope to see uh even more so let's go with you first barry um <laughs> let's start us off with the uh, your <laughs> Number three for third parties, uh, AAA games. This was honestly my weakest category in sense of number of picks. Like, it was very easy for me to come up with my top three because I played a lot of Nintendo titles and I played a lot of indie titles this year, but I didn't play a lot of AAA third party titles, but I played enough. Um, so, number three for me was Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, which actually, as I was playing the game, was in my mind like this could be a contender for game of the year. Um, I liked it that much, and it it fell to number three, uh, and that says something for this year. Um, it is just an awesome Western RPG, even though it's made by Capcom. It's Western style. Um, it has a really cool multiplayer component when it when you deal with. Uh, your party members, you, you only get to make one other party member that gains experience, and then you you pull in your third and fourth party members from other people, and you could dismiss them and get new ones anytime you want. Um, so it's really cool, and as long as they're your level or below, they're free, and if you want to get like a super high level, like 99, you pay for it, but you can have a level 99 companion to help you out. Um, it's just, it's epic on a grand scale. The story is good, but like there's like, big monsters like chimeras and dragons of course that you can climb on monster hunter style and start attacking them um it's it's really like dragon age meets monster hunter uh, in a sense and it's just a lot of fun and i i couldn't recommend it high enough wow all right how about you uh let's go to hassan for next uh so like Barry there I didn't have too many games in this this category as well but my number 3 pick was Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Um, Super Monkey Ball series is a lot of fun. I think this is one of the weaker entries, but I was kind of craving some Super Monkey Ball because it's been a while, so I decided to to get it. And um, uh, you know, it's there's still some some enjoyment to be had with it. I haven't gotten to play too much um, of the game, but uh, it's certainly um, a lot of fun. I do find myself just inherently trying to tilt the switch if I play portably, just because I'm, you know, like I want like the motion controls, that sort of thing. Um, so that does kind of throw me off a little bit, but uh, it's still, uh, yeah, still pretty, pretty enjoyable. Yeah, that that I, I wish they did have the motion controls. I am. Yeah. In terms of all the reviewers out there, I have read the other reviews after I published mine. And uh, I think I was the only one that actually wished that the motion <laughs> controls were still there, but yep. I, I really want them bad because I, I, I'd prefer them. But anyway, uh, let's go to you, Greg. So this was another category for me that was pretty hard to patch out. So, um, my second and third pick are kind of like more throwaway type ones. Cause I'm just a sucker for nostalgia. So without further ado, number three is the Contra collection pack. Um, Nintendo doesn't seem bent on adding more games like the Contra games to their NES app, so I will buy it from Konami. <laughs> so I thank them very deeply for adding uh, Contra, Super C, and Contra 3 and Contra 4 all onto the collections for me to play anytime, anywhere. So thank you for Konami for uh, an awesome retro pack. 
Who would think people would be thanking Konami in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, number three for me is, um, yeah, I also, again, like, like, <laughs> It's just repeated. I also struggled a little bit with this one. Um, not not a whole lot, but number three was was tough, um, and because I think I I didn't really play a whole lot of third party triple A games this year. Um, they do have them. I just didn't play a whole lot of them. Uh, so so slide into number three. Um, the the first time I think this has ever happened as well is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Um, <laughs> For uh, Tokyo 2020, um, and and this is honestly like like the very first Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games like intrigued me. I was like, that's kind of a cool concept. But over the years, it got really stale, and I was just like, nah, whatever. Um, it's just uh, the you know the release they put out. But this year, um, I think they they added so many different kinds of games new events um, the the eight bit kind of style stuff, and it just it drew me back in again. And uh, and the cool thing is that I just realized the other day um, is that they do have a demo <laughs> for free. So if you haven't played it, you can check out the free demo um, as well. But, uh, but yeah, Mario and Sonic at Olympic Games, number three uh, third-party AAA game for me. Um, go figure. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, uh, let's go back to Barry and uh, for number two. <clears throat> uh, number two for me, it was really... Looking over what I played, and even though this is a, a remake, this is definitely the definitive version of this, and this is a Tales of Vesperia, the definitive edition. Um, I'm a I'm a sucker for the Tales games. I love Tales of. It is is right up there, and uh, I think everyone needs to play at least one of these games. They are JRPGs with the the combat's all real time action, um, and while this isn't my favorite. Entry in that particular series, um, it is part of what they call like the Holy uh, Trinity, and it is the first one on the the Switch, or at least the first one on Nintendo in a long time. And uh, definitely want to support them. Definitely want more Tales of games on the Switch. And I think if you're really jonesing for a good JRPG, you can't go wrong with Tales of. Nice, nice. All right, number two, Hassan. Uh, number two for me was Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Um, I'd actually never played, um, uh, I guess, any Crash Bandicoot game for that matter. Um, but uh, uh, any of you know the, the racing stuff either. But um, but it was a Black Friday uh, sale, and I, I thought, you know what, I, I I love Mario Kart, and let me try a different kart racer and see how what I think. Um, it definitely is, you know, a different, there's a different feel to it, but there's still some, uh, some enjoyable, you know, parts to it, at least from, from what I've played, uh, so far. And so it's, um, it's kind of cool. I like the, the, the variety of, um, uh, content that's in the game so far, at least with stages. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fun kind of learning something new with all the new, like, I still don't know all the items and, uh, just kind of the different mechanics. So it's, it's fun starting to learn um a new style of kart racing since i'm just so used to mario kart um so we'll see how it how it ends up playing out in the future but so far it's been it's been fun that's cool and it did win the uh the game award so yeah (laughs) it's true uh greg number two 
So continuing on my uh, nostalgia kick, uh, Castlevania collection. Um, I liked Castlevania more than Contra, so that went into the number two slot. <laughs> so it's really great to have the original Castlevania game, and Simon's Quest is the, you know, everyone's favorite of the series. So <laughs> followed by uh, Contra Three and Super Contra. So you mean Castlevania, <laughs> not Contra? Oh, well, yeah, Super Castlevania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Nice. Nice. Well, that leaves me to number two. And uh, that is for me is going to be Dragon Quest Eleven S, uh, Echoes of Elusive Age. Um, and, uh, and um, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> as as you're going to see this this game, um, if you haven't checked it out, of course, there is a demo that Barry has been telling me to play for a long time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a fantastic game. If you, It's one of the best, uh, arguably, some people would say the best series uh, in RPGs. And, um, and, I, and I think um, there, this just continues to take, uh, take it forward. And, um, yeah, it looks beautiful. I love that you can, the, the graphics you can change. And, I, I, yeah. Yeah, so I'm getting sucked in, um, and uh, there, there's a good chance that I may be picking up the full game at some time. Um, How far into the demo are you? Uh, not very far, yeah. Um, some other things have... have <laughs> you know me. Like, I got stuck in the the wild world uh, or in the, in uh, Pokemon and haven't got past wild, that yeah. yet. So, um, wild area. So, yeah, not very far, but enough to, for me to go. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, whoop. There it goes in a number two slot because <laughs> it is it just looks so good. And again, I, I love the fact that like you, you do have the HD visuals, but you can switch it to 16 bit. Um, it's just so cool. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic game. And you get so much in the demo. Like, I feel like I'm getting a whole game just in the whole demo. Um, and then there's so much left. And that's the only thing that that probably will prevent me from buying the full game is knowing that I'll probably never finish it because there's so much there. That's such a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> I'll say it for you, Barry. Yeah, thank you, Greg. You really, beat me I'll to agree. it. I'll agree. It is a shame. <laughs> I wish I had more time to uh to play the full thing. How many how many hours does it take? So Depends many. on how much you want to do. All right. Uh let's go back to you, Barry, for your number one pick. Oh wow, we're number one already. Um, okay, so just some, I, I have two honorable mentions, and that's just mainly because I played them this year, uh, which is Mortal Kombat 11 and Team Sonic Racing. Good games, um, not enough to crack my top three. Um, my number one is without a doubt Dragon Quest 11 S Echoes of an Elusive Age. Um, unlike Steve, who only played a couple <laughs> hours to the demo, I fully completed the game. Um, and I will say it is absolutely worth going through. Like even after completing the demo, I was like, this is a lot of fun. And then when I got through the end of the first act, I'm like, you can stop right here and that's enough for an RPG. And then I went through act two and I, I was, that's good. I'm done. <laughs> I was ready to walk away. And I'm like, well, let me see what, what, what continues in act three, just for and act three, just nailed it like it was just un it just kept getting better and better and better and if you like jrpgs i said just before you can't go wrong with the tales of game and I, I stand by that statement but if you can only play one jrpg this year um it has to be dragon quest 11s it is the music the the visuals 
the content, the story, the characters. There is not a bad thing about this game. And this was built from the ground up on the Switch. They rebuilt the entire game on the Switch. So it's it's not like a, a shoddy port. It runs beautifully. And, and the orchestral tracks. Oh, oh, that music is just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right, Hassan. Speaking of music... <laughs> I like that segue, but I, I should say that uh, unlike Steve, I actually do have Dragon Quest Eleven S, <laughs> nice. and my yeah. number one pick yeah. is yeah, not this game. You're, you're trying to run that off and sell that, Asan. That, that is count. true. That's true. <laughs> for the moment, for the moment, I own it. <laughs> I, 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 um, you, like you set it up well. You're like, hey, I own it, but it's not my pick. So. Uh, the Dragon Quest Joy-Cons are great. I love using those. Yeah. It's Dragon Quest, right? Um, but my number one pick is uh, Just Dance 2020. Um, oh, Just Dance my. games are just always, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's 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 a, it's, it's a staple. You know what to expect, right? There's no surprises. It's some songs, dancing, some fun. And uh, it's it's one of the the uh, the games that um, that my wife also enjoys. So we'll end up playing Just Dance. And so when the new one came out, uh, and it was on sale too for um, I think we got it as a Black Friday thing. So at that point, just had to had to go for it. So like I said, there's not many third party games that I played, um, but out of the ones I played, I can definitely say this is the one that I had the most fun with. Uh, and so I guess for that, it is uh, my number one pick. All right, did you get it on Wii as well? <laughs> you know, I should buried it. All right, Greg, what's your number one. Was that the happy home designer again? I heard from <laughs> Oh, that's what it sounded like to me. But uh, number one, obviously, has to be uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I echo pretty much everything Barry and Steve have already talked about the game already. So there's not really much else I can say that's any different. It's just, I don't How know. How far I'm, did you get, Greg? <laughs> I think I'm, I, it's only like within like an hour or something like into the game. It's like I've only climbed like the, the initial mountain. So Steve might yes. actually be farther than me. <laughs> but I need to. It's on my definite like need to play like very like soon like today or tomorrow. Like it's been on like my list. You, of... should, you should just leave this podcast right now and just start playing that game. <laughs> Steve knows your uh, answers. <laughs> He'll fill us in. <laughs> Wait, why can't I leave and go play? Because <laughs> you know You're the, the host. answer, Steve. <laughs> needs to open host. his and play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think the the cool thing about Dragon Quest before I I'm gonna talk about my second place again. Um, but I think the cool thing about it is like like we can play so little of the game. And still, it all of a sudden ramps up to like as a number one and a number two pick for third party games. Um, and and spoiler well, alert, yeah. you're going to see the game return a little bit um, later. But uh, but yeah, like uh, that's it's it's amazing. Like there's there are very few games that I think would would ramp up that much in people's opinions just by playing just a little bit of the of the game. And that's how good it is. Well, I mean. I do have the full history behind it. I've played all of the, like, the nine games before it, so this 10 was never localized over here. But yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think 10 is kind of more like the black sheep anyway, so that's like it's something MMO, different. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, so like I already had high confidence in the pick, regardless, because I'm a fan of the series. Yeah. All right, well, that brings me to my number one pick. And uh, like Hassan, 
I picked a different game. I didn't pick just dance, um, but but I did pick a different game. Uh, I have uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Um, I as you guys have I've have heard me talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance before. I was so excited when this game got announced uh, last year at the Game Awards, and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a huge Marvel fan and and played through one and two. Some of my best gaming memories came from playing through one and two with some friends uh, late into the night. And uh, yeah, and this game's really fun. Um, yeah, it it doesn't have like the one and two has some of that nostalgia factor for me because of those memories. Um, so it's it's hard to compete with those, but it's still a solid game. And uh, and yeah, and they just announced more um, more DLC for it, uh, bringing over some X Men and everything. So of course that makes me incredibly excited because I'm a huge X-Men fan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just to be able to put your team together and, and play through um, the, these uh, adventures um, with the different combinations of, of Marvel characters. And uh, yeah, I, it's just so much fun. And uh, yeah, it, it, I knew that it, it, and if I, I knew when it got announced that it was probably going to be in my number one spot. And I'm glad that I wasn't disappointed with it. Um, but yeah, Whew. that's that's all the third party games. Now it's time to move into first party. And uh, wow, there were quite a few of the first and we also include second party. Um, so Nintendo published games, uh, this triple A big time. Th this is these are the games that these are the reasons why people buy a Nintendo system on top of the cool hardware, all the gimmicks and stuff that they come up with. But these are the reasons these games are why people buy Nintendo hardware um, is, is for these kind of games. And so, uh, yeah, I'll just say this is my longest list of honorable mentions <laughs> of all of my categories. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start with you, Greg. Let's let's hear your number three of your first and second party AAA Switch games. This was surprisingly the hardest list to really make for me. So, um, yeah, I'm sure this one will, might will appear a few other right. times throughout. So, how I just want to know how can a year with Mario Maker and Fire Emblem be a hard list for you to make. <laughs> like, <laughs> that seems like the easiest year for you to make. Well, uh, we'll have to see how those lie, but there's, <laughs> it added a number of other games to the honorable mentions that I really enjoyed a lot that I'll get to <laughs> before the number one. So without further ado, um, number three has to be uh, Link's Awakening. It was definitely a big surprise hit that came in, and I absolutely love the new visuals and updated style and very much enjoyed revisiting Kohol uh, Island. So I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from everybody else that I definitely agree with. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> I already know it's going to be on Barry's list. It's it's somewhere, so because that's <laughs> just childhood favorite. So <laughs> I'm already going to be agreeing with pretty much everything he has to say about it. So, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry, uh, let's tell tell him what's on your number three. Uh, my number three is it's not Link's Awakening. No, uh, it not. is actually uh, Astral Chain. Uh, this game came out of nowhere and. It was it was announced this year and it came out this year, and I love platinum games and I love everything they did with this, um, minus that final chapter which just was a slog, um, but it's at post game so it doesn't matter. Um, just 
the story is really cool. It's a such a unique setting. The action is top notch. The character development is there. The characters themselves are are likable. Um, the twists are are cool, although you can see some of them coming. Uh, the theme song is amazing. Like just across the board, if you like action games and you have not played Astral Chain, you need to do yourself a favor and do it. Like the, even the graphics, the graphics do not look like a Switch game. They are that good. Hudson, how about you for number three? Um, my third place pick was Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, so that was something <laughs> early in the year, but uh, um, really cool art style. Um, it's it's a lot of fun just going through the levels, enjoying it. I like collecting all the little costumes that you could get. Uh, so that was always uh, uh, enjoyable to, to play as. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just, it's one of those games that, uh, it's not going to be super difficult unless you really try and collect everything, but it was just, it's just fun to go through and, and experience the levels. And, uh, it was a, it was a good time. Nice. Nice. All right. For me, uh, number three was Pokemon sword and shield specifically shield. Cause that's when I, or sorry, sword is the one I've been playing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. To, I love the 3d visuals. I mean, of course, like it has its downsides. People are upset about different things, but I, I love the way they've kind of rebooted the game. Um, in this, in this way, I like a lot of the things that they, that they changed around this time. Um, borrowing some from let's go and uh and some from just go in general and a lot from the original games and just kind of melding them all together um and i love the fact that i did get lost in the wild area and um that i that i haven't even progressed much further than that um because it's such just a it's a cool addition to the game that i can just get over there and just like get lost in that um but then there's so much more to the game um than some of the other ones and i think that's that's really what appeals to me i think about about this game is that there's always been some other stuff in addition to um the mainline uh story in, in pokemon games but because like just the way they've done it this time is is just it's grabbed me more than than other ones have usually in a pokemon game i'll just play through the main storyline put it to the side and that's it. Um, but I've forgotten about the main storyline of this one because I've kind of gotten lost in the other extra features. So yeah, that's uh, my number three. Uh, Greg, let's go to you for number two. So this is where it gets difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry's already probably going to know which order this is after this one. So Unfortunately, I had to give it to Fire Emblem Three Houses for number two. Um, I do love, absolutely love Fire Emblem, and it's very awesome to see on Switch. I'm glad that it's there, but there was one game more that I was a little bit more excited for this year that probably already been spoiled, but I don't know. Just Dance to... one... Oh, no, wait, the wrong category. <laughs> wrong category. <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing, uh, what about Meebo Festival? <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, yeah great game definitely recommend it awesome story lots to do easily game can sink hundreds hours into recruiting all the characters everything is great absolutely love it cool cool barry number two yeah this was this is where it started to get really hard um putting the order in this um and it was <sighs> There's so many good games this year from Nintendo. Um, 
I, at the end of the day, I had to give number two to Luigi's Mansion three. Um, it was just a blast playing through, um, completed it a hundred percent. And I just, I had fun the entire time. I was just having fun. And it's it's been a while since we've had Luigi's Mansion, and this this again, I'm talking about the graphics. This is another game where the graphics on the Switch do not look like they should be Switch graphics. They're just really well done. Everything is interactable. It's it's just a good game. Like if you want just a fun Mario style game with with you know a little spooky vibe, what can I'm gonna say? Everyone else loves Luigi's Mansion Three, and and I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Hassan, number two. So my number two pick is a game that was mentioned earlier, but as a number three pick, and that's Astral Chain. All right. Um, Astral Chain uh, is it also kind of took me by surprise because um, it's hard to know truly what to what to expect. But uh, a really interesting story, at least from what I've played so far, the the combat mechanics like the gameplay is just really dynamic and and fun. Uh, the music is great, and it just just really gets you like in the zone while you're playing. And it's uh, um, I just I love the whole style of the game, uh, and it's it's a really cool, um, really cool game, definitely to to check out. Nice, nice. My number two is also already mentioned uh, as a number three, and that is Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Um, Man, this this category was so difficult, and I hated <laughs> hated putting Link's Awakening at number two, um, and it really was a toss up. It could have been from number one to like depending on the day, and and the day I made this list, I decided you know what, Link's Awakening is going to number two, um, mainly, and, and this is this is this is the only caveat that I was able to like differentiate between this and my number one um, was that it was a remake. Um, that's that's really the thing that uh, that made it different. Um, I love it. I love the remake. I love it so much, so much more than the original. You have no <laughs> idea because the original was like my worst <laughs> Zelda game ever, even though it's Barry's favorite. Um, but this new one is so much better. Like everything that I hated about the original one, they <laughs> threw it out the window and said, here you go, Steve. This is the game you really think you'll like. Um, so yeah, Link's Awakening is so, so good. And uh, yeah, I love the art style. I just think it's so it's so innovative and cool. And uh, it just helps draw you in even more like the games. The story's great. The game's great. But then the art style just like, oh, this is that extra push over the edge. So. All right, Greg, number one time. Well, first, my two honorable mentions. So um, these ones have already both been discussed as other ones on your guys' list. So it was uh Luigi's Mansion 3, um, simply because I don't own it yet, but I have confidence it's going to be a great game. I've really liked the first two. And then finally, the other animal mentioned was the Yoshi's Crafted World. I absolutely love Yoshi games. That was also very beautiful and well done, but unfortunately couldn't make the top three. So without uh, any surprise to anybody, number one has to go to Super Mario Maker 2. So there's definitely something there when you have endless amounts of levels to play and create and even though it was very little effort for nintendo just to really do it because the players make the game it's incredibly fun i love watching other people play levels i really like watching other people do like the multiplayer stuff along with uh playing some on my own and also throwing my head in and creating some from here and there um i haven't created one in a little while but 
the game just to get a huge update. So I'm hoping to be making some levels soon with all those new pieces we just got. So nice. number one. Nice. Barry, what's your number one? <sighs> My honorable mentions, just, just saying the honorable mentions in any given year would be easily, easily top list. And the fact that these are only honorable mentions just says really how good this year was. Uh, Mario Maker 2, Yoshi's Crafted World, as already mentioned, Pokemon Sword and Shield as that Fire Emblem, all games already mentioned. Plus, I'm going to throw a new one in, uh, Demon X Machina, a uh, game I really did enjoy, but it did not crack my top three. And and the fact that those are honorable mentions, it's just unbelievable. Any given year, man, where were those in 2016? We needed those. <laughs> um, but yeah, my number one, to no surprise to anybody, is... Hello Kitty Cruisers. No, I'm just kidding. It's um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It it's it had to be. It's just it's my my favorite Zelda of all time. It it means the most to me from from growing up, e- even growing up with the first two on the NES way beforehand, and even Link's Link's uh, Link to the Past. Like Link's Awakening just resonated with me uh, on the Game Boy, and it it still continues to be one of my favorite games of all time and my favorite Zelda. And to see it with this new graphical style is just amazing. The the updates that I know Steve hated, um, I'm so happy they changed for Steve's sake alone. <laughs> so I didn't have to harp on him for hating the game because I already did that once, I think, in a podcast. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's it's just awesome. The music, just hearing Bow to the Windfish, in, in redone in this remix, Ugh, it, I literally cried finishing this game. It is that good. It is not terribly long. It is not a hundred-hour epic, but it is short. It's sweet, and it has a lot of content packed in there. For sure, For sure. And also its own Mario Maker Two component. Yes, Mario Maker Lite. Zelda yeah. and Maker Lite. Right. <laughs> All right, Hassan, what's your number one? So my number two and three picks were hard to, to decide on, but my number one pick, like I immediately knew what it was going to be. Uh, real quick, though, some honorable mentions to throw out. I think they're games that everybody's already mentioned, so I'm not going to dive into it. But Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario Maker 2, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So that leaves my number one pick, Pokemon Sword and Shield, specifically Shield, uh, is what I played. But um, it's, it's, it's so good. It's everything that I wanted from... Uh, a Pokemon game on uh, console. It's um, it, it's a game that like almost all the new Pokemon are are great. I love the new designs. It's 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 a lot of fun. I'm four gym badges in, and that's farther or about as far as I've gotten on most of the last few generations I've played before I've given up because the sort of grinding that's typical with RPGs comes into play. And so far, I feel like this game has made so many adjustments and and quality of life improvements that they've taken away all of the slog of RPGs that I don't generally like, and it's become enjoyable. Like I feel myself swapping in and out teammates, uh, going through gyms, exploring the wild area, uh, just, just kind of enjoying my time with it. And I, like, I really want to get back to playing Pokemon and I just don't have, like, I haven't had that much time lately, but whenever I have free time, I'm trying to pick it up and, and play some more. Cause it's just been, uh, so much fun. It's, it's definitely, uh, one of my favorite entries in the series. Cool. Cool. All right. So for number one, I'll also give some honorable mentions. Um, agreed with what some of you guys, Demon X Machina, 
Super Mario Maker 2 uh, is on my list of honorable mentions. Astral Chain. Uh, sorry, Greg. Um, <laughs> Yoshi's Crafted World uh, ends up on there. I put on a Ring Fit Adventure. Um, I think it's just an honorable mention because it's so different and so cool, and it drew me in, and, and it was a good workout. Holy cow, it was a good workout. <laughs> like, I was drenched in sweat just doing the tutorial. Um, so, yeah, it was a good one. Uh, but I've got to give the, the first place spot to Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, just a solid game. I loved the first one so much. Um, and to be able to bring it back to the console and just this new way. There's, there's some aspects that I don't think it's a perfect game. Um, I'm still not the totally sold on Guiji, honestly. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's a big component to the game. I just, th- I just think I was like, I'm, I'm not a big fan. But doesn't mean I hate it. Um, I'm just not. I was like, you know, I could take it or leave it. But, uh, but the overall game is just so good um and and it like barry said as well it just looks so good as well and uh the gameplay love the fact that you know they brought in motion controls and also precision controls with the the uh, with the um you know your analog sticks and everything and, and yeah there's just there's a lot to love about luigi's mansion 3 um pretty solid game and and i haven't honestly even gotten into the the multiplayer aspects of it yet i'm just diving into the single player alone all right, whew, that's a lot. But very we're, diverse. We're not done. It, that's divi- diverse. Yeah, you you yeah. haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> Just say that. Uh, but before we dive into our overall winners, um, and we we crown our winner for the best game of 2019, according to the Nintendo Fuse podcast team, uh, let's talk about the other end of the the whole thing we started this i think it was last year did we do this first time um it's kind of fun just to talk about the worst games of 2019 and this is an incredibly diverse list um because we've all played different kind of bad games throughout the year but i just thought it'd be fun to uh just to lighten lighten uh up things a bit before we dive into our overall picks um so uh yeah um i think if i played this if I, yeah if i remember correctly uh hassan unfortunately you played no bad games this year huh what, what's the deal with that how'd you how'd yeah you I, I i was thinking i was like i don't there aren't that many games there aren't any games i played that i didn't like there are games that like i either were like okay or i you know or they kind of range but there weren't any games i looked at that i was like this just sucked. Like, you know, they, I mean, they were all enjoyable on wow. on some level, even even Super Mario Maker 2, which is not my type of thing. I got some enjoyment out of it. And I know Greg's oh. like, what? But, I would have uh, loved I, I, it. You know, if you put if you put Super Mario Maker 2 on your worst games, I, I almost thought about it, but I was like, no, that wouldn't be sincere. I did get some enjoyment out of it. So it's fine, you know. Uh, instead he put dragon quest 11 no um so all right uh well uh let's uh there's only two of us that actually have a third place pick so uh barry i'm gonna go to you first uh what was Uh, your third place pick for the uh worst game of the year my third place was actually uh said earlier and uh that is dauntless um and the reason that's here and that's not i'm not i'm gonna say that it's not a bad game but it's not optimized for the switch and what i mean by that is there's a lot of frame rate stutters there's a lot of hiccups and and if you're in a game like this you you can't really afford that because it's always online um it's like monster hunter light and while i did have some enjoyment out of it it did actually trigger my vertigo because of those 
terrible, terrible frame rate hiccups and the long loading times. And it was just things are jumping around and it it was fun for when I played, but it definitely felt like like there were times where I was waiting, you know, four or five minutes just to get into a party to go in. And at one point we went in instead of four people, we went in with three people and then one person left right away. So I was like purposely I couldn't find a way to leave without like shutting off my switch. So I was like purposely trying to die. And the other guy keeps reviving me. We wound up winning in the end. I felt bad because I was like totally <laughs> like, dude, no, let's, let's just try this again. And he kept, no, get up, get your ass up. You know, uh, we won. But, but again, it, it, I feel like it could be this greatness there if it's fine tuned a little bit, at least with the, the frame rates. And again, this is a free game. So I, I just put it because it's a number, as a number three. Um, is it worth it? Yes. But if the if little frame rate hiccups and, and, and stutters like that doesn't affect you, you can absolutely find some enjoyment out of this. But I definitely see if the player pace doesn't continue playing, um, it's dead in the water. And, and I definitely need some patches to make it a little bit better and run better. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do some honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, of, wow. Hudson's not played a uh, dishonorable mention, right? Uh, Hudson's not played a bad game this year. I have enough to uh, have a dishonorable mention list. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I think you've this is also reviewed the, games. This, so. <laughs> this, yeah, um, that's very true. Uh, this, this list is one of the reasons why I haven't finished dragon quest and i haven't finished pokemon and i haven't finished all these other <laughs> games because of this list. Um, exactly well anyway um so <laughs> refer to a previous podcast for that one um all right so um <laughs> i put uh i put fifa 20 on there um that's unfortunate rba baseball 19 was they just don't, they need to listen to me i'll tell you how to make the game better just listen to me. Um, I also decided to put uh, on my, my dishonorable list as the uh, the nine Wii U games that actually launched in 2019. So, <laughs> nine of them. Just all nine of them. All nine of them. <laughs> really just, sorry just for all those people. Dishonorable mention, Wii U. Wii U. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> number three actually goes to Zombie Driver Immortal Edition. Um, I, this game, uh, just frustrated the crap out of me. Like, I really, like, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have played it at all, but it's like, I still don't like, it's so, it's not clear what your, I mean, your objective is to destroy, like run over zombies and kill them in this top down thing. But it's, it's hard to know, like how to do it best and what your obje objectives really are. And it's really difficult as well. Like unnecessarily difficult and uh yeah i just did not have fun so unfortunately zombie driver and immortal edition is my number three um all right greg i know you have a you have a number two so let's go to you next yeah so i know i harped on the podcast earlier about this one like probably pretty early in the year and it was like 12 is the new six and it was just like this western style game and like it was so difficult to play and had really awful controls and it was i couldn't get very far into it and it just left me like <laughs> pretty frustrated not even like a rage quit but it was just like frustration that it was just unreasonable like you can't really figure it out it doesn't really tell you how to go through and to get stuck early on in the game isn't usually a thing that you want so that was definitely my number two pick there <laughs> 
<laughs> I think Jakester's asking what those uh, podcasts were where I talked about Torna. Uh, I, I think it was last summer sometime. I'm not sure. I thought uh, he was asking what the Wii U games were. Oh, maybe they were again. Uh, they're a bunch of, they're mostly, I think they're all indie games. Um, and I feel so bad about those developers as well. Like, like they just, like, you're, like congratulations, your game's published, but no one's going to play it. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, Barry, number two. Number two went to Treasure Stack. This was a game announced, and I was actually excited for it because I, I loved Wario Woods on the NES. And this looked like Wario Woods on the Switch. So I was like, okay, cool. And we got we actually got a review code, and we got a couple review codes. And I was like, all right, I'll give this a try. And oh, oh man, I think I got about 10 minutes in, and I had to put it down. I'm like, this is terrible. This is, I, I hate to say it, but it was just terrible. I, I had zero enjoyment factor. And and I'm fine to sit down and put 100 hours into a game, but when I can't put more than 10 in, it tells you this game's bad. So, uh, yeah, that, that game did not uh, carry my attention and is now on my list for number two of worst. Nice, nice. Uh, number two for me um, is Feather. Um, I, I have a... Re- this was one... Like, I've written some difficult reviews over the years, but this one was one of the most difficult uh because i really didn't know what to say about the game like i've had some that i'm like i i have to put can make my words concise because i don't want to just rip on a game the whole time this one i there's not much to to talk about because there's not really much of a game there it's like a flight bird simulator not really simulator you just like cruise around as a bird the whole time um and i really don't get a point yeah it's it's a good tech demo but as far as a game it's it's not good so unfortunately sorry feather um all right greg let's go you for your number one worst game of and this is the point where i'm glad that um hassan didn't make the list (laughs) might turn um some heads loose from uh barry as well so Unfortunately, I gave this pick to uh, Mario Kart Tour. As a Mario Kart fan, I absolutely love the series and everything a part of it. But on mobile, it does just not work. (laughs) I don't like motion controls. I don't like how it was very incredibly difficult to steer. I don't like I can't even pick my driver without having to pay money or, like, randomly get it. All of these things just makes a bad Mario Kart game. You should be able to pick your driver, pick your courses. You should be able to use standard controls and not having to use motion controls. Like, that should be a secondary option. So, unfortunately, that game got deleted very quickly after playing, like, the first, like, two levels or whatever. And then I was like, this is far beyond anything I could do. So Nice. I mean, not nice, but, you know, what I mean. Um, all right. I get that. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I I don't have as strong of feelings as, as Greg does, but my feelings are pretty strong against that game. It could be so much better. And, uh, yeah, I'll play Mario Kart 8, or I'll even play uh, the one that frustrated the most of me uh, was uh, the Game Boy Advance one, uh, Super Circuit. Um, I'll play that game over... Uh, over Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Hassan doesn't think so, but... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, uh, Barry, what was your worst game of 2019? Uh, well, I do have a dishonorable mention, uh, and that is Dragon Marked for Death. 
Um, the game itself is a lot of fun, very well made and a blast and would be on my top lists, except for one factor. It is heavily reliant on multiplayer and you can play the game quite a bit solo at the start, but then you get to missions where you need other people. And I was like, okay, let me seek other people. And no one was playing. And after 30 minutes of seeking on two separate days and nobody joining the game, I said, you know what? I missed the boat. Like the people at the start of this game already ahead or no one's picked up at the end. And that's the only reason it's there is a dishonorable mention because it is a good game. But anytime you have a game that's real reliant on multiplayer that much, and it's almost impossible to play solo. Um, it just burns me because I really wanted to play more of it. But my number one, without a doubt, had to go to Street Outlaws the list a game i wouldn't actually play normally but my father-in-law was in town and happens to be a big street outlaws fan so i'm like oh bonding time so naturally he didn't want to play he made me play and it's terrible the controls are garbage the the graphics are ugly they they don't even have the the voice actor like the, the people on the show doing their own voices apparently it's somebody else doing the voices and it sounds nothing like them if you're going to do a license thing do it right my wife sat there laughing at me because i was driving terribly so i tossed her the controller i said you play and she's like oh my god this is garbage because we, we were looking at maybe getting a wheel you know to maybe get my father-in-law to play for the switch and she's like no a wheel wouldn't fix this this is just garbage i i mean i probably we probably put like an hour worth of time in it just because he was watching us but i will not touch that game again i cannot recommend that game even if you're a fan of the show it is garbage if you didn't like mario kart tour Man, you! I would hope you would rather play Mario Kart 2 over this garbage because you can't control <laughs> it. It is bad. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's great. Uh, all right. So for my number one is a game I play. I actually played not too long ago, and I have talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast, uh, as a matter of fact. And uh, it is the only game on the entire list uh, that, uh, and this is why it, it topped the list, um, is because it, it made me want to puke. Um, and that is Bee Simulator. And um, <laughs> another game that is hard to write the review. And here's the reason why it's hard to write the review. Because the 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 PR people who sent me the code seem so nice and I don't want to disappoint them. <laughs> they really seem nice and they're very kind people. And I, and I thank them so much for sending me a code, but Oh mm, yeah, it, it made me want to throw up. Um, the, the it's, it's not even good 3d flying. It's like the B is like state. It's like, old school kind of 3d flying so the b is like stationary in the middle it kind of moves around but basically the screen moves around and they don't, and the b always stays in the middle it's not a simulator whatsoever because you like buzz in front of people and sting them on the nose and they just go Ugh. um yeah it's they don't even care um and then you get to a point where not too long into it um i think it's still kind of a tutorial sort of stage it the difficulty just ramps up incredibly high and uh you can't progress by it unless you're like an expert bee flyer 
B flyer um, that also does not get motion sick. Um, <laughs> and, and after playing it like through the the race thing that I had to do about twenty or thirty times, I was about ready to puke and decided to put it away <laughs> and uh, delete it from my Switch. So that's uh, why it ended up in number one. So, so you want me to send you the physical, Steve? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the game could have learned a little bit from uh, entitled goose game and it could have made it more fun <laughs> so much more fun oh man all right well with the bad stuff out of the way all the other stuff out of the way let's get to our overall picks and in past years uh if you've been following the nintendo fuse podcast for a while a lot of years this this list um follows suit to other lists on our on our uh, on our game of the year awards and uh often it is the first party games that also are mirrored in our overall picks but uh that may or may not be the case this year oh yeah it's definitely not the case this year um so we we've got so much diversity in our overall picks um that it is crazy and i'll i'll tell you exactly the total amount of games that have been picked for the overall picks is a whopping 10 10 different out, games out 12. were picked among the four of us for the overall <laughs> which means that once we get to our number one i'll actually count down the top 10 games of 2019 <laughs> as we get a number one because why not we pick 10 different games let's give us a top 10 so uh <laughs> let, let's start us off uh Hussin, you're our guest for tonight We'll let you go number uh, number three for your overall picks. So my number three pick was Mario Kart. No, I'm just kidding. Um, just Dance. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it was Tetris 99. Uh, Tetris 99 is, uh, you know, as we kind of said, it's it's there's there's so many added modes that they've they've brought to it. It's it's brought like a, a fresh new take on a classic franchise and. Uh, it makes me want to get better at the game, uh, and and that's that's always a good time. Nice. All right, Barry, we'll go to you next for uh, your number three overall. <sighs> this was tough, man. Narrowing this down to the top three was tougher than I thought, and I'm really curious to see what the two duplicate games are. But uh, my number three, which I do not think is a duplicate uh, at all. In fact, I'm fairly certain it's not a duplicate. Um, but I had to go with Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Um, it's just rare to see a Tales of game on a Nintendo platform, and this is the best version of this game to play, and it's, it's just well worth your time. Nice. All right, Greg, time for your number three. I have a feeling this possibly is one of the duplicate games, <laughs> but I guess we'll always find out later, so... Um, number three was Dragon Quest Eleven. It was really hard to place this one here, and I almost wanted to insert it into number two, but it didn't have enough time into it as much as my number two. So nice. Dragon Quest Eleven ended up in third place overall from Greg. And uh for me it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Um, I just I had a lot of fun with this game and uh, still continue to love the fact that X-Men is coming out, giving me even more <clears> content. <throat> and uh, yeah, it's a great game. So much fun. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for number three. All right. Let's go back to Hassan for number two. 
My number two pick, I am bringing some indie representation with Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. This game, it surprised me at how much I enjoyed it because I don't like fighting games traditionally. Um, but it uh, it's made me want to get better at, at the game and, and continue to improve. And I'm stuck at one part in the story, but I just want to keep going back at it and, and play more. And it's just uh, it's a solid game. They had like uh, a lot of pro fighting players come in and consult on the the, the combat for the game and really build it out. So it just uh, it's been a it's been a good time. All right. Number two for you, Barry. He's over there snickering, as you can tell. <laughs> he's, this, he's, this is just, so interesting. <laughs> this is this was such a tough year, and I, w- I wanted to put indie representation. And Bloodstain almost made it to my number three. And and the fact that I have to do this uh, says a lot, as number two is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It's just a phenomenal game, my favorite Zelda game, a fantastic, fantastic remake. However... There was one game that I really loved more this year. It's not Dauntless. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Greg, what was your number two? So, um, it had to be a Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's my, one of my favorite series and definitely needs its representation here. All right. Fire Emblem falling into number two once again for Greg. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two for me is also Link's Awakening. Um, again, <laughs> fantastic game here. But uh, yeah, great, great game. We've talked about it at at nauseum already. Previous podcasts, we've already talked about it. Um, fantastic game uh, in Link's Awakening. All right, Hassan, number one overall. My number one pick is something that I've been representing on this hat the entire podcast. We have Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, just just super, super fun and just got me so excited to play the franchise like I haven't been in, in quite a while. Nice, nice. Barry, how about your number one? The reason I've been snickering is I've been doing the math in my head, trying to figure out <laughs> right? the placings. Isn't and, it? And it's it's so funny because of what the, what the end result's going to be because I figured it out already. Because number one for me, uh, what beat Link's Awakening was Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of an Elusive Age. And the reason I could easily put that as my number one is because unlike other people, I finished that game. And I can guarantee, guarantee that if you finish that game, you would put it at your number one. It is just so magical and so great. And it is easily my favorite of the Dragon Quest games. And... It was my game of the year, personally, for 2019. All right. All right. Uh, Greg, how about your number one? Nothing other than the honorable mentions for everybody else. (laughs) Super Mario Maker 2. (laughs) I'd like to see you beat that one, Barry, because there's a lot more levels. Yeah, can you ever finish that? (laughs) (laughs) No time. No time, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Super Mario Maker 2, number one, huh? All right. It has to be. I was looking forward to it since I made the prediction it was coming this year. So nice, nice. Uh, yeah, and number one for me is Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, really, really enjoy that game. I've been I've been waiting for for this for a while as well. Love the fact uh, that they they brought it back in this way. And again, just a beautiful game. So challenging. So much fun. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could ever 
Um, in fact, it's it's actually the the weird thing is like I I did skip over um, what was the the 3ds one the Moon Dark Moon like Dark I, Moon, actually, yeah. I actually want to go back to it now because of Luigi's <clears throat> Mansion Three. Um, sure. And uh, and yeah, because I think I played a demo about it, but that was about it. Um, because I just wasn't into it. I, I, Luigi's Mansion needs to be on my TV, and I just like, oh, it's so good. It just pops, and uh, it's a it's a fantastic game. So, yeah, my favorite game of the year. So, wow. Um, so, like I said, ten games, and uh, you guys all stretched my math in this. So I had to get out my spreadsheets and uh, and calculate these things because among these ten games that landed in our game of the year list uh for overall um we ended up with one two three four ties um <laughs> for for uh points uh, so i i gave every uh number one pick three points i gave every number two pick two points and i gave every number one or uh, sorry number three no. pick one point so it'd be the higher points and so um there was a like i said three four different ties going on um throughout the whole thing so when there was a tie i then went back to look at uh at what people ranked it at and then also and <laughs> Unfortunately, like I was like, okay, cool. That'd be no. Oftentimes, it was counteracting each other. One would give it first, one would give it third. I'm like, oh, great. That doesn't help me at all. Um, and so then I went back to how many times it was mentioned in our overall lists, and that's how we finally broke some ties. Um, and uh, and then not only how many times it got listed, but at what rank it got listed at, <laughs> and uh, that's finally how it broke a lot of these ties. So. Like I said, we had 10 different games, so we're going to go with the top 10. So at number 10, we have Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition at number 10. Um, and then we have number 9, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Number 8 was Tetris 99. Number 7 was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Number 6 was Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. <laughs> Can we just take a moment and Power Rangers beat out Fire Emblem? I just want to point that out. I'm disappointed in you, Barry. You're the only Fire Emblem fan. I can't get Steve to play. I'm a Power Ranger fan, too. I could have easily went either way, and I own both of them physically, okay? Number five was Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, for shame Hudson's <laughs> worst game of the year uh, number four uh, was Pokemon Sword and Shield which leaves our top three as uh, number three is Luigi's Mansion 3 appropriate three for three uh, number two as Link's Awakening and number one as Dragon Quest 11 S Echoes of Elusive Age so that is our pick for uh, for the game of the year for 2019 and Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest was so, so close. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it came down to uh, Dragon Quest had a first and a first and a second pick and Link's Awakening had a first, second and third pick. So the, the first, first and second pick um, won out in the end. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, all of us have, have said Dragon Quest is such a great game and um, and Barry, I'm pretty sure like your your picks were the most spot on for overall. It seems like, oh, yep. congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I just have good taste. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Probably first not, time. Not enough taste in Fire Emblem, apparently. <laughs> but it's so you know interesting what? because because I, of all this, like our 
like like I said earlier, our taste totally like pulled into this and and it made it so diverse uh, in in all this. Like if one of us was not participating, the whole thing would have been different. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's true. And and I like this better. Like if you look at our 2017, like what a great year for Nintendo, right? But if you look at our top. Like, it was without a doubt, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey was in every one of our top threes. And I was the only one with Xenoblade 2, and we had a couple other throw-in titles there for everybody else. I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was in some. But, like, it was so unanimously one-sided. Like, it was easy to pick. And I much prefer years like this, where we have 10 games out of a possible 12, because it shows how diverse the year is and how great this year is overall. And that's why I honestly think 2019 was a better year than 2017 just because we may not have had that one or two huge, huge heavy hitters that rocked the industry and got game of the year awards, but we had such a diverse list of fantastic games on their own. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do think it's, it's interesting to see a list like this. Um, it's more fun to, to do, you know, sort of a game of the year episode and none of my picks made the top three, but I mean, I own Luigi's Mansion three and I've played it a bit. I've played Link's Awakening. I have it. Um, I own Dragon Quest. I, I haven't played it, but I own it. So, you know, but at least two out of the three I've played a bit. Uh, and so it's either way, like I totally get why these games um, uh, made the top list that they did. It's It's been a, a really great uh, year of, of a wide variety of games. Yeah. Yep. Definitely echo all those statements and, I have I did beat uh, Link's Awakening and I'm looking forward to playing Luigi's Mansion 3 in the next week or so. Well, you know what the moral of the story is now, Steve and, and Greg, you both got to get back into Dragon Quest. I and mean, clearly you need to like the the verdict is, is spoken and and Hassan, I know you're not going to open up that one, but if you do I'll take the slip cover. <laughs> um but you should at least download the demo and give it a try cuz it's free and you get 8 hours for free. And you can't argue about that. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Much. Yeah, and I think that's the the cool thing. And actually, I went went on a little crazy the other day um, with the demos because I I hadn't like back in I think when they started doing the Wii uh, and the Wii U demos and stuff. I was I was like every week I was downloading every demo I could get just because I was like this is cool. I get free games <laughs> basically, um, and. And I hadn't really paid attention much to the Switch demos, um, but I decided to poke around in the the eShop the other day and found out so many games have demos. And uh, and Dragon Quest is one of the best. It was eight hours of a game. That's crazy. Um, and carries over. Yeah. And and I love when they do that. And uh, and so, yeah, if you haven't checked out the demo section, um, maybe honorable mention is the demo section of the eShop <laughs> this year. Um and uh, and all those indie games, I think that was that was cool for me to see so much diversity within the indie games as well, because um, there's so many great ones. And it's that's probably the hardest to have like a definitive number one indie game this year. I mean, they a lot of us did pick, you know, Untitled Goose Game and stuff like that. But but really, it's so difficult because there's such a plethora of different games and different styles of games. And like, yeah, the indies, the indie uh market on the switch is just amazing i think right now yeah see that's ironically where i i was the only one to not pick untitled goose game even though i've, I've seen so many good things about it yeah. it's you know but my picks no one else had my picks so. right. yeah so all right well thank you guys for uh for t- tuning in to our game of the year 2019 
Um, as we look forward to 2020, we'll be here before you know it. Uh, again, we're going to take off the next couple weeks. We'll be back on January 7th for our predictions episode, which is always kind of fun uh, to get a little crazy um, with some predictions, some some serious ones, but we'll throw in some some out there predictions as well back on January 7th, 2020 with that episode. Um, but uh, yeah, is there any anything coming up over the next couple weeks? And as I looked over the list uh, of games that are kind of like for the last couple weeks of 2020, honestly, like nothing stood out to me. Um, any any games that you guys are are that you know about it that you're like, yeah, I actually th- these are a couple games that I'm pretty pumped they're going to come out really soon. Um, anything? <laughs> so nope. not a game, but um, one thing I'm looking forward to that's happening tomorrow is uh, Barry. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, that's what? right. We're time. meeting up tomorrow, so that'll be fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm his, going to his library over there. Is <laughs> <laughs> this museum? Are <laughs> meeting up and grabbing dinner since I'll be up in the area to to visit uh, uh, the in laws and stuff. So I was like, we haven't actually gotten a chance to meet in person yet. So after yeah, all these I, years, I think I'm the only Nintendo Fuse. Like longtime staff member that you haven't actually met in person. I haven't met uh, Greg in person either. Oh really? I yeah, we met... we were very close to doing it, and then he had to reschedule, or oh, he couldn't make he... it, or something. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. You're gonna meet me before <laughs> Greg? That's a shocker. Yeah, yeah. Huston and I hang out all the time. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Me and Steve hang out all the time. Steve and I were supposed <laughs> to hang out, but then he had to move cross country and bail on me. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and then even when he was moving, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to totally meet up with you." Okay, cool. And then he bailed on me again. So he bailed on me on playing white seat, and he bailed on me on the move. <laughs> hey, Steve, when are you coming back up to Chicago? <laughs> um, we're not flying into Chicago this year. I'll be in St. Louis, and I'll be in Indianapolis. But so Indianapolis, you should meet me in Indianapolis a couple weeks, and like next week. <laughs> That's only a few hours for you, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, nothing else going on that time of year. You could totally count it. <laughs> Not busy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, so there's there's not really a whole lot of games, but you know, use the extra time over the holidays to to do like uh Greg and I and, and make some progress in in Dragon yes. Quest. That and, that's a uh, homework assignment. Homework assignments. <laughs> By January 7th, you guys have to make some real progress, not I put in an extra 30 minutes. No, you have more time than that. You have weeks off. Use the time that we would normally be recording this podcast and play Dragon Quest Eleven if you have to. But you need to put more time into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, we would love for you guys to join us in the conversations that we'll continue to have even between podcasts over on our Discord, on our social media um, make sure you join those. Join in with those. Um, like like Barry said earlier, one of the our favorite, my favorite things this year was um, us getting together and watching the Game Awards together and just chatting about that and everything. That's that's one of the cool things. We're going to try to do more of that kind of thing, where it's kind of creating more community events and and uh, eventually get some tournaments and and uh, gaming nights and stuff like that going over on our Discord. So if you haven't joined it yet. Make sure you do so. Um, but uh, I think that's that's pretty much it for for 2019. As, as we come to an end, uh, any any final thoughts about games on 2019 before we wrap up, guys? It's been um, an awesome year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a good. I definitely year. think one of your Discord events should be watching the Fae Channel. Um, That'd be awesome. No, 
I'd love to. I'd love, I'd love to hear both your both yours and various thoughts. On you, that. you know what, Greg? I, next time there's an update, I'll watch it with you on Discord. I have no idea what's going on, but I will watch it with you. Uh, that'd because... be your last time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes is one. I, I will support my fellow man. <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be like a three-year update, so it's probably coming in towards the end of uh, January or early February. And we probably have a we'll probably have a January or a February direct to be talking about next time too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll do a live watch party for that too. You know, pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, I think that uh, that we could uh, just start making that a thing. Uh, if you're if you're watching the, some of those big events that the Nintendo puts out, um, we'll uh, we'll do a little watch party in our Discord and just have some fun as we as it comes out. So, be great. Well, it's been a good year, guys. I'm looking forward to 2020. Um, but uh, thanks again for for joining us. Thanks, Hassan, for being our special guest. For the uh for the game of the year awards yeah absolutely it's always fun doing these episodes yeah anything anything coming up in your world i know you get this you know big time youtube channel and everything now so uh i'm sure you got stuff to plug now <laughs> uh you know the uh let's see i don't know if i have any specific things on the way um but if you do want to check out the channel youtube.com slash the world of ha um I'll probably do more fortnite stuff and so i might play with people uh through there so if anyone else is playing fortnite there's some cool events they're doing, Star Wars events and stuff. So definitely uh, check it out. It's the best ongoing game at the Game Awards. Rob. <laughs> Robbery. <laughs> and that brings yeah, that was us to my, uh, And that was at my worst list of last year of <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> That's it, really? I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, Redemption, I guess. I don't know. That's season two is what it did. All right, guys. Well, it comes to a close 2019 and uh and episode 188 we had 200 episodes coming up pretty soon crazy. yeah man 2020 is gonna be a big year too i think Custom's gonna join in for number 200 right <laughs> that would be go. fun yep yeah i hope so cool all well, right happy holidays to everybody yes yes happy holidays happy new year and uh yeah it's cheesy but i like it anyway we'll see you next year see you next year See you next